do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical LibroCuberlist. I should say that I have rigged up my microphone close to my face. We're going to try that again. I didn't necessarily like the looks of the levels uh, in my audio programming stuff. But I have a feeling that the levels look matter less than the actual sound. I did some testing. I've even made a uh, homemade pop filter out of uh, dryer sheets. Uh, I should take a picture of this ugly rig. Um, but I think having the microphone closer to my face will mean that, like many podcasts, turning it up and down will have an effect more so on the actual volume of my voice. That's what I found. I found it actually sounded okay. Uh, but when you turned the podcast, meaning this one, up and down, uh, it wouldn't really have much of an effect, which is kind of weird. And I think it had to do with how I was recording. So what does all of this mean? Not a god damn thing it's just behind the scenes action that i like to throw out from time to time uh in this post episode 400 world uh, i'm trying new things to uh, make the podcast better as far as sound and uh you know let's just see what happens what i should say though at the top of every show uh is that this show is like a journal where i talk about all the things my brain has consumed so that they do not just sit up there and slowly drive me insane <laughs> you may not have consumed some of this same media yourself so feel free so i feel like i should warn of that possibility rather see ironing out bugs last but least, in an idea stolen from John Gabris, I offer to you the following deal. Rate the podcast, meaning this one, five stars in iTunes, and I will read just about anything you put in the review. Easy peasy, Socratesy. I will now push a button that will start a series of five, five-minute timers like this. Today's movie monologue sponsor is Food Porn Hub. Movie the first, Independence Day colon Resurgence. Yes, in my usual one movie from a franchise a week uh, sort of thing that I quite often do, not 100% of the time. Uh, last week I watched Independence Day, so of course 
this uh, week I watched the, the, the reboot, if such it could be called, Independence Day Resurgence. That's, uh, I feel like it, like it came out 2016, I see, uh, and I feel like, like I heard nothing about it. I heard it was going to be a thing, and then it was out, and I never heard anything, and then it just sort of quietly went away, and I never heard anything. Uh, and that saddens me, because the first movie was great. I think, did I give it a four or a five? Uh, this one, not as good, uh, which could you say, of course, it's not as good? Probably. Uh, <laughs> this is just that dumb idea of taking great movies from the past, uh, and then redoing, rebooting, re-whatevering them. Why not take bad movies that didn't work and try to make them better? At least you have the more likelihood of making a better movie of a bad movie. Logic, math. Two decades after the first Independence Day invasion, Earth is faced with a new extra solar threat. But will mankind's new space defenses be enough? Question mark? Yeah, basically, sort of, they are. We didn't all die. Uh, one thing I like of this is they didn't uh, ignore the events of the first one. Uh, meaning that this sort of takes place now in an alternate universe where aliens came to Earth... Uh, we repelled them, we have their technology, which we then use to enhance our own. So uh, there's some some sort of cool stuff around that idea, which I, I think they could have flushed out a little better. Uh, if, you know, you got good act, uh, fine acting. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, I, I don't think I've ever seen him in something I haven't really liked. Uh, Brent Spiner, love. Uh, I've got to meet Brett Spiner. Perhaps I'll show a plug-in. Google Nerd Kane Adventures, and you'll see what I mean by that sentence. Uh, overall, I'll, I'll give it a solid three. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, three is enjoyed while watching, but probably wouldn't watch again. Uh, that three is a little asterisky, just for the reason that if I were to watch the first one again, which I probably would, because I'm a completionist, I would probably watch both, because that is how I roll. Speaking of roll, dinner roll... Segway. Uh, Sausage Party also came out in 2016. This one did get a lot of press. <laughs> the thought, uh, I watched this with the missus, I should say, and we both had the same thought that somewhere on this planet there exists a, a mom and a dad, or, or just a mom, or just a dad, uh, who thought this was a children's movie and then put it on for their kids uh, and then left the room <laughs> because sometimes you let the TV babysit, I understand. And the poor traumatization of that child, uh, maybe they'll turn into a comedy sex fiend in the future. Maybe we'll have, uh, uh, 2016 was when this was released in, you know, 18 years from now, we'll have a, uh, a rash of super funny traumatized people who have, phobias or sexual things revolving around food i don't know um yeah it was okay uh, i'll also go three out of five uh like i did hear actually good things about this as far as it being funny and there was funny moments but uh it was not as good as our next movie oh man doing good here with the segues all-nighter hmm uh, I see it's got a bad score on IMDb, bad meta score, oh, whatever, we don't pay attention to that. Uh, this stars none other than J.K. Simmons, a.k.a. the reason that I decided to watch this movie, uh, a workaholic father who attempts to visit his daughter during a layover in L.A. 
only to discover that she disappeared, is forced to team up with her awkward ex-boyfriend to find her over the course of one transformative night. And I think that last little bit there is what I like most about this movie. I like a movie that the whole thing takes place in a night, or the whole thing takes place in just just a brief period, uh, or, or one spot. A, a, a movie where the whole thing takes place in one room, for example. I, I like those sort of things. Uh, I find maybe it lets you develop the characters better than it would if you're flying around all over the place, all over the time. Uh, so for that reason, I'm going to go four to five. Also, this fits well in a Sunday movie vibe. Shit. Okay. Well, we're, we're doing okay with the timer, but I do still have one movie. Uh, the last American Virgin. Uh, it was okay. The reason I watched this is because, okay, let's get her name since I've got the IMDb open. Diane Franklin was on a podcast by the name of Never Not Funny with host Jimmy Pardo, which I highly recommend, which is way better than this one. Uh, and she seemed like kind of a weirdo, and they <laughs> they talked of this movie. came out in 82, so the reason I didn't see it is because I was one year old. Uh, the friendship of a group of young friends struggling with teen sex, drugs, and work is jeopardizing jeopardized by a romantic interest which may turn pals into bitter rivals uh yeah it's okay uh reminiscent of fast times at ridgemount high a little bit uh and movies such as that with with your teens your teens you know this particularly your 80s teens so rating wise uh i'll go three i'll go three it didn't like i'm not nostalgic for this movie so i feel like maybe that's why I wouldn't go higher. Television talk. Today's television talk sponsor is Herbert the Beach Buggy Partially Loaded. Thank you for that sponsorship. We're talking the Grand Tour. I know, I know, I promised I would bring back every episode, although... I didn't promise, I just said I would and didn't do it, which is totally different. Uh, so uh, how this kind of worked out for me is uh, I brought back episode one, and then two, and then three, and then four, each individually. And that was my plan, sort of, to do each as I watched them. But uh, I found that my television talks were getting backed up because of that. So I decided that I would roll episode five to the last one, 13, of season one, all into one talk here. Uh... This show, I loved it so much that it was one of those things that I find happens with with certain things. Some some podcast, Nerd Poker, comes to mind, where uh, I found myself getting near the end of the episodes available and then slowing down, and then rather than watching one a week, I'm like, oh, I, I want to save this until maybe I'm going to be having a bad day or something and I'll put this on because I uh, I loved it so much. It's just... Uh, it it has some of the the popcorny cotton candyness of a, a reality TV show. I think like maybe maybe this sort of thing can explain to me why people watch uh, like a uh, what is the one that the Mrs. watches uh, Real Housewives like those sorts of things, which I cannot stand. 
but maybe the brain space you go while watching that and where I go watching this occupy similar milieus. Is that at all possible? I think it might be. Um, it's just three uh, super smart, actual, in real life guys who are on the show. Super dumb uh, just boys. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, I think I've described them as three stu the three stooges before very much just turn your brain off as they turn their brains off, but then also occasionally do super fun and interesting things. Uh, for example, in episode seven and eight was a two parter. They got, uh, they each got a, uh, if you're unfamiliar with this show, I should say it's basically top gear. Um, under a different name and slightly different things happen, but not really. So uh, in episode seven and eight, uh, they each got and sort of souped up a little bit a beach buggy and then uh, drove up and down the coast of Africa through the uh, Namib desert. Yeah. Uh, so to see three English blokes, I do believe you could call them, uh, in these sort of souped up buggies getting lost in the desert uh, blaming each other like it's one of those things that I know that it's sort of set up and probably most of what they're saying to one another may even be scripted or at the very least the situations are scripted and what they say comes naturally that at least is my hope <laughs> uh, but I don't care it's just as I say turn your brain off get get some laughs as uh, grown men uh, old men, some of them, I might even say, act like uh, boys. Uh, perhaps it's that sort of Peter Pan syndrome that uh, I wouldn't be shocked that I have a dusting of just for the reason that uh, we're the missus and I are going the whole no kid route, and uh, I like my life how it is and don't necessarily want to grow up in a lot of aspects. I like playing video games. I like listening to dumb podcasts. I like recording and even dumber podcasts. Uh, so seeing these guys do things like this, things like make, uh, <laughs> like that was my favorite one. Uh, so there was one car made out of mud, uh, bricks. There was one made out of like trees and dirt and sort of living plants. And then Jeremy Clarkson made his out of uh, like meat and bones. <laughs> uh, by the end of that, it had become so rotted that uh, it was like covered in flies and just disgusting. <laughs> Why? If, if you can watch a show where a grown man drives a car made out of meat and bones, why wouldn't you? Oh, I was hoping the timer would go off there. That would have been perfect. <laughs> Uh, ah, there you go. Totally plan that. Dum uh, <laughs> dum 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 dum. Conan the Librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal System? Book banter. Today's book banter sponsor is rather a double movie monologue sponsor. Huh? Multiple personality organizer. Get the disorder out. Uh, yes, yeah, so uh, I think I mentioned that the books on my reading taking a little longer than expected. Uh, next book banter will actually be a book uh, because I finished it uh, yesterday. So uh, I, I suppose I could have jammed it in here, but I also had these five movies 
that uh, there's no way I'm going to fit them all in here. Okay, let's go. Uh, Ip Man 3. Or is it IP Man? <laughs> That's kind of funny. So it's probably Ip Man. Uh, this is the third of the Ip Man franchise, which uh, I don't know why I'm laughing. I think they actually are very popular. Uh, they star Tony Chen. Is that his name? Why did I think it was somebody else? Oh, maybe that's racist that I thought it was somebody else. No, no, no. Uh, when a band of brutal gangsters led by a crooked property developer make a play to take over a local school, Master Ip, yeah, gotta be Ip, is forced to take a stand. Um, these movies collectively are very, very good uh, kung fu movies. I've always enjoyed them, this one included. Uh, this one throws in the extra little zinger of uh, Mike Tyson, <laughs> which was a, a surprise because I didn't really know anything of this movie other than the fact that I'd seen the first two and enjoyed them. So saw this on Netflix on a Sunday, laying in bed, said, ah, what the hell? And then friggin' Mike Tyson shows up at one point and I thought, Jesus. So I, that's kind of a sign that these have got uh, popular, I suppose, from the sort of uh, more uh, indie? That's not true. Uh, the, the 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 roots of where they came from. Uh, the fight between Ip Man and this is a, not this is not a spoiler. If you have a, a movie called Ip Man where he fights a shit ton of people and then you have Mike Tyson in the same movie, they're gonna fight each other. Uh, that fight was really really good. Uh, spoiler ish. It. it doesn't end when a, in a clear win, which I love that. Uh, like, you don't necessarily know who had the better of the other, so uh, th that was very cool. Uh, Rating-wise, I'll go with Solid 4. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good for what it is. Uh, moving on to Split. Three girls are kidnapped by a man with a diagnosed 23 distinct personalities. They must try to escape before the apparent emergent of a frightful new 24th starring james mcavoy uh yeah he was really really good in this uh what did the, the critics think of this 62 7.4 yeah okay so they seem to like it and uh i would concur not that i ever care what they say or go with what they say uh rating wise geez would i go five his performance, I would go five. Uh, I really like the main girl, too. Uh, she, what's her name? Uh, da, 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 Jessica Sula? Is that her name? Mm, sometimes it's hard to see in this IMDA. Anyways, uh, the main girl in this movie, very, very good as well. Expect other things from her. I can almost guarantee it. Um, yeah, the, my only sort of gripe in this is the... I don't know if I'd call it a supernatural element, but uh, this frightful, excuse me, this frightful new 24th uh, personality, quote unquote, gives him basically superpowers for all intents and purposes. Uh, and I don't think it needed to go there. I think it was like cool and sort of creepy where it was. So uh, I would take a mark off for that. So four out of five. Hey, there you go. Uh, next is Gandahar. AKA Light Years or Lightyear. This is from 1989, sorry, 1988. This is an animated film of the sci fi variety uh, and is fucking weird. Uh, this falls under the category that a lot of movies I watch do of heard people talking about it on a podcast, sounded at the very least interesting, uh, searched it out and uh, watched it. And am I glad I did? 
I'm confused that I did because it was fucking weird. Very reminiscent of the sort of heavy metal movies, uh, at least the first one. Uh, rating wise, uh, I think I'd only go like a two. I didn't uh, really like it. Uh, felt like it, despite only being one hour and 18 minutes, it felt like it dragged on a lot. Uh, I wasn't really drawn into the point where I don't even really remember what happened. Uh, okay, so uh, the timer went off. One reason that's good is because we're almost out of time. I've just realized that one of the movies, All Nighter, I put in twice. So it's not actually four movies, it's five movies. So we're better off than I thought. Okay, uh, last but not least, before I wake, uh, a young couple adopt a orphan child whose dreams and nightmares <laughs> manifest physically as he sleeps. Uh, interesting premise, and the nightmares manifestation looks really cool and creepy. I really liked how it looked. Um, rating wise, I'll go three. Yeah, solid three. Uh, the look of the the monstery nightmare creature, like four or five, was really really well done and cool. Today's game, Gavin's sponsor, is Sackman Gentle Ladies Club. Thank you, sponsor. Okay, you got two games in this game, Gavin, and uh, potentially I'm going to do a PS4 cleanup this weekend, so may have uh, even more than that next game, Gavin. Uh, this was the, the, the first little bit of the PS4 cleanup. Uh, Little Big Planet 3 and Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Um, if you're unfamiliar with my PS4 cleanups, uh, I have a PlayStation Plus account, which means every month I get uh, one, two, three, I don't know, some free games. Free, considering I have a subscription that I pay yearly, so not really free. Uh, and then I sort of let those build up because they're not necessarily great. They're not necessarily ones I would choose for myself. And then uh, I'll play a bunch, and uh, we'll talk about them on the podcast. How do you like that? I started with two that I knew I would like, or at least not dislike. Uh, little Big Planet three. Uh, I have played every Little Big Planet since the first, and have had great enjoyment doing so. Uh, I've built custom levels. I've spent, geez, between all three games now, hundred plus hours probably more than that even i bet it's like a, a long long time playing these games and have got great enjoyment so when i saw that three was free i was very happy um it didn't pull me in like the first two did uh this is the first little big planet game i have played where i didn't play it to completion nor did i build any custom levels so kind of sad over that fact but i've also realized that this game is virtually the same every single time. Not much changes, so am I really missing anything? Uh, my one sort of thing that I wish I did get to is, uh, if you're unfamiliar with this this particular one, uh, you start with Sackboy, which is just sort of a humanoid-looking sack. Uh, then you get one uh, that looks kind of like a dog, and then you get uh, like a big blobby guy that can also sort of shrink down. He was my favorite. Uh, and then you get like a bird one. Uh, I, I think I quit right before the bird one. 
so I, I never got to fly around, which I think might have been fun. Although I did fly around in space a bunch, so and, and that was fun. Uh, Rating-wise, on that note of all the things I've said, uh, I'll go 3 for Little Big Planet 3 because it sounds good to give a game that has 3 uh, in its title a 3. And uh, I didn't like it as much as the previous ones. Okay, moving on to Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. Uh, this is a game I heard of. I believe it came out originally on PC. Uh, and it was always one of those what I would categorize as a artsy-fartsy game. Which, uh, it's not that I avoid those. It's just that I don't often pay full price for those. Because uh they're hit or miss this one i would say is hit uh i did play it to completion um so what is this about it's it's basically more of a storytelling game than a than a game game it's almost as if you're playing a movie a movie in which you find yourself in a town where everybody's suddenly gone and you sort of spend the course of the whole game uh, exploring and trying to figure out why everyone in this town has disappeared. Uh, it starts off more leaning towards, uh, and I'll try not to give too much away, uh, towards what is indicated in the title, that everybody's gone to the rapture. But perhaps, just perhaps, by the time you get to the end, uh, maybe that is what has happened. Maybe other things can explain it. Maybe it's a combination of said other things and rapture things. I don't know. Uh, the missus saw me playing it and said it looked creepy. And I will admit, although not scary, like things aren't going to pop out on, at you. Just the fact that you're wandering around an empty town. There's occasional like uh, glowing orbs flying around there's uh you'll hear the ghosts of conversations which is kind of hard to explain so say you're walking down the street and then suddenly you'll you'll hear a voice and you'll see sort of like a floating bunch of lights that are quote-unquote talking uh it's it's like a recording almost crazy uh four to five Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Imminent Death. Thank you for that sponsorship. Uh, item of the first, Brian Posehn on the Adam Carolla Show. Yes, I thought and hoped he was going to come on uh, to talk about the return of Nerd Poker, already mentioned once in this podcast. Uh, a podcast I currently, and for the first time ever of any podcast, am re-listening to right now. Well, not right the second I'm recording this, but you know what I mean. Uh, but no, he was there to plug his latest stand-up special, which I'm also excited to see at some point. Right now, I think it's just on CISO, which I can't afford all these friggin' things. Jesus, CISO. Uh, but uh, eventually, I'm sure I'll get my hands on it. I, I don't really, when I watch stand-up uh, specials, I don't really bring them back to the podcast because uh, I learned my lesson that it's not really easy to treat a stand-up special like a movie and talk about it on the podcast, you basically just say, yeah, this guy stood up there, told jokes. But am I going to tell the same jokes? No. No. Uh, it was good to hear him on Adam Carolla nonetheless. Uh, seemingly, like, Adam and nerds is like oil and vinegar. 
or water, if you prefer the correct way of that saying. Uh, but uh, they do seem to like one each other a bit, so, so I like that. Uh, next we have You Made It Weird with guest Jim Norton. Jim Norton, one of those guys who, and I think I've said this a bunch of times on the podcast, who occasionally will be guys, uh, lately I think it's Jim Norton, who, like, everywhere I turn I see him. Uh, just in things, be it podcasts, be it, I know he's got a bunch of Netflix stand-up specials, uh, which I haven't watched yet, uh, but will, because I like him. Uh, so to see him on this with Pete Holmes, they're seemingly two very, very different people. Yet, uh, this is a good example of why I have a love of podcasts, to see these seemingly two different people sit down and chat for friggin' like two hours about this and that, and God knows what friggin' everything. Speaking of amazing things happening in the podcast world, which seems to be the theme of this episode, Paul F. Tompkins on the Todd Glass Show? Fucking right. There was a part of this podcast where they played a clip of a commercial for a waffle cone maker. I laughed until I cried, until I was wheezing. Uh, Sillily, yeah, sure, we'll use sillily. I listened to this right before I went to bed, and then I had trouble sleeping because I was remembering it and laughing and sort of what was all amped up. Uh, what I did was took the audio from this podcast of Paul, of Paul F. Tompkins riffing over top of this old commercial. Uh, I then found a copy of the commercial on YouTube. So I, I sort of mashed those two together uh, and uh, posted it. And it's got a shit ton of uh, listens so far because it is fucking hilarious. Uh, go over to my YouTube. I think if you just go into YouTube and type in Jordan Maywood, you'll get my page. Uh, Paul F. Tompkins, uh, Waffle Cone, please, if you do anything of all the things that I've spoken of on this podcast, go and experience that for yourself. <sighs> so, so good. What else is good, you might ask? GM Tips with Satine Phoenix. Yes. Uh, so uh, I think this was hinted at on Geek and Sundry a little while ago. Uh, she, they just put another one out today. I haven't watched it yet. Uh, I love Satine Phoenix. She is one of the reasons I have a love of Dungeons and Dragons from a, a little uh, web series called I Hit It With My Axe from a long, long time ago that I have spoken of on this podcast so many times. Got to be dozens now over the course of years. Uh, so when I saw she was going to sit down with other sort of, uh, I guess we could say famous DMs, or GMs, um, and talk about some of the tricks in the trade and things like that. And because I will soon be DMing myself for the first time, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought, Jesus, this is going to be awesome. And so far, they have been. Uh, this one was cool because they sort of got into what type of DM you are, turns out, based on their... Uh, obviously made up uh, definitions of types of DMs. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I would be a narrative uplifting DM because I like to tell the story and I'm not there to try to kill everybody, uh, which some DMs are. Uh, luckily, the one I have played with was not that because I don't think I would find that fun. Uh, okay, last but not least, speaking of fun... Uh, gray, okay, yeah, this is a good way to bring it all down. Grazed by the apocalypse. So we've had fun here today. Do you want to end that fun? Uh, go over to Lamino 
which is a YouTube channel. Great videos all the time. Uh, like maybe one a month. Like there, there's not an abundance of them, but whenever there is one, I always watch it and quite often bring it back here because they are fascinating. Uh, this one had to deal with all the times that we, as a human species, have been close to an apocalypse. Uh, and it will scare the living shit out of you. Ah, uh, fuck. Alright, <laughs> let's not, let's end on the high note of that. It is nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean. But. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email. Jordan.Maywood at gmail.com I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper